0: Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. What's going on, Fantasy Champs? My name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon with me as always. It was popping Rick.
1: What's going on? What's going on? The
0: delay on the Zoom call always hits. (laughs) Literally every episode, I'm like, "What's going on?" You're like, "What's good?" And I'm in the middle of introducing our names. I'm like,
1: "It's a problem with doing it over Zoom."
0: Really, Um, but excited to be back at you today. Um, We got a lot of stuff to get to in this episode, so we'll we'll jump we'll jump right in in a second. Um, But today we have top five value picks. One of my favorite episodes to do. Um, of the year because this is where the money is going to be made in fantasy football is those guys that you can get a little bit later in drafts that will outperform their ADP jump up board, you know, jump up uh, in the draft, uh, not in the draft rankings, in the uh, season standings or the season uh, yes. leaders and fantasy points at the end of the year and outperform where they ended up getting drafted, finding those gems, super important to fantasy football. Um, and so that's what we're going to talk about today. Before we do, check our website, fantasychampions.com. Don't do that yet. I, I don't know why I keep saying that. You can look at the coming soon graphic, though. So that that would be good. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. If you're listening, up a podcast, Spotify, to any of their podcasting platforms. Please leave a review and share this podcast with French. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe. Click the bell for notifications, like, and comment down below. Rick, what are your thoughts on value picks? Because I felt like you had something to say. I just wanted to get the intro out of the way.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think you hit the nail on the head, though, with value picks. They're, they're super important, mm-hmm. and uh, it's the best way to win these because you can get a guy who um, – the best example to me is someone who we both kind of missed on last year, but you were higher on him than I was. I mostly missed on Yeah. That was Amon Ross St. Brown. He was like pick 60 or something like that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then he ended up – by week three, we could tell he was going to be a wide receiver one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: and I'm not saying any of these guys are that, but uh-huh. that type of value shift and it can uh, it can change your whole team.
0: Oh yeah, the perspective can it can it can flip your whole team from a team that maybe wasn't competing to a team that is because of that one guy. Um, yeah. So you know, uh, you know, finding those guys is super important. And sometimes you know you have to. These are just based on ADP, but sometimes you need to follow your draft. Last year in the home league, I probably talked about this a hundred times. Last year, but I got Lamar Jackson in the seventh round because for whatever reason, our home league was just not drafting him. They had all drafted some quarterbacks and the guys around me, and I just was waiting and waiting. I'm like, all right, fine, I'll take him. Right, I just leave him on the board. Okay. So like, you want to be following that, like where you think a guy might go, where you have him ranked, as opposed to where he's falling in the draft. That's why having a tiered system and a tiered approach to, you know, um, your rankings and, and I got to tear out my rankings, by the way, I haven't done that yet, but, um, you know, having those available and crossing guys names out so you can see where on the list you have a certain player, um, or where on the rankings you have a certain player, as opposed to where he's going in the draft, there might be a super value. Um, so these are guys that we think could be values in your draft and, uh, that you should check out based on ADP, um. We had 10 that we wrote down, and we uh, narrowed it down to five. So I like that. Five guys. Yes. All right. Let's talk about the first one. His name is Mike Williams, ADP of 70 in sleeper, wide receiver 30. Now, last year, I believe he suffered um, an injury. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. He played 13
0: games last year. So he played four games my computer is freezing. So great news. Um, say that again. Yeah. He
1: played, he played 13 games. So he missed four games last year.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um, so, you know, for, for a guy like, um, Mike Williams, you know, I was going to talk about his, he's in PPR. He's kind of inconsistent and not really going to be super explosive because he's not a guy that gets, you know, 10 targets. He's not Keenan Allen getting 10, 11, 12, 13 targets and catching nine passes, um, you know, or a Cooper cup who might do that. Um, Keenan Allen's all his dirt. So I probably shouldn't bring him up, but anyway, um, you know, so Mike Williams last year was averaging around 13.6 points per game at the wide receiver position, which is on the edge of wide receiver 20 in the previous year. He was a top 10, 11, 12 wide receiver in fantasy football, Um, in his performance in last year between injuries um, to Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and other things. And the, you know, the, the chargers had an inefficient offense last year and um, And
1: outside of Patriots had probably the worst offense coordinator in the league as well.
0: Yes. And so now they have Kellen Moore and they have an opportunity to jump forward and become a much better offense, a much better football team. Um, and Mike Williams is going to be that X playing on the outside, and um, in the in the Dallas Cowboys offense, we see what the X does. We see what man does. CD Lamb, yeah. they like to target him, like get him involved. So we'll see if they do that with the Charges. I don't think it's going to be nearly in inter- nearly as much in terms of the volume that CD Lamb gets, but. Um, I think Mike Williams is a screeching value at wide receiver 30 at this point, because if, if last year he finished at wide receiver 20 this year, the offense is going to be better, more efficient, and he could get more opportunity. Um, there's, and he stays healthy. There's no reason to think that he can't finish in the top 15 and outperform his ADP. Even if he's wide receiver 20 again, yeah, or somewhere exactly. in that range, like he's still going to outperform that ADP. So right now he's a screeching value. You should get him on your teams. Rick, give me your thoughts on Mike Williams. Right, that's the name of this episode, right? We're talking about
1: values here. And that's exactly what Mike Williams is at wide receiver thirty. Um, he should be going in like that wide receiver twenty-ish range because again, last year was a down year for him. Points per game was um finished as wide receiver, I think it was like twenty-one about in that range. Um mm-hmm. which is still would outperform his ADP. And the year before that, as you mentioned, he was wide receiver twelve in PPR. And you look at the big differences outside of health between those two seasons was touchdowns. He had nine touchdowns in 2021 and only four last year. Um, And you look at Herbert as well and kind of compare his seasons. He only had 25 touchdowns last year and the year before that he had 38. Right. So Mm -hmm. big touchdown drop off for Herbert last year. And I think you could probably reasonably say he meets somewhere in the middle and he gets like 30, 31 touchdowns this year. Um, and if that's the case, that, that Mike Williams will get more than four, um, and that just means Mike Williams will finish even higher, mm-hmm. right? So, <laughs> I I expect Mike Williams to have a good season. He, you right in PPR, he's not a Cooper Cup, he's not a, a Monro St. Brown, like he's not that type of player who's going to be pure yeah, volume. He's not gonna get but but he's going to have these big monster games. Mm-hmm. Um, even last year he had some of those games. Um. He had 25 points in week two, 23 in week five, um, 21 in week seven, 23. He, he got injured and then came back. First game back against Miami at 23. Um, so you can get those 20 plus point weeks, monster weeks for you. Um, he's just going to put up an occasional stinker every once in a while. But drafting him at pick seventy, who cares?
0: Oh yeah, I mean <laughs> he's going to you, be your like your fourth receiver. When your you third talk receiver. about when so. you talk about like your second flex option and what your average points exactly. per game would be at that spot, it's probably in PPR. It's probably around ten. And right,
1: and imagine like he's your second flex or your first flex. He gets whatever. 25 He's twenty five flex. And right, he's playing it with like the easiest matchup in the league. Like he's probably going to be ranked as like a, t- a low end wide receiver one for that week. No, and you're gonna have your other two receivers already. So it's like he's just a he's he's just a good value, good play.
0: Yeah, you're 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 going shopping at uh, Savers. Yeah, with Mike Williams. But I'll yes. take it. Um, all right, number two, Miles Sanders, guy. ADP is my guy ADP of fifty three. Um, he's going off the board at RB twenty. So this one is a little bit tougher to jump ahead of um you know like whereas Mike Williams wide receiver 30 like i think that there's there unless he gets hurt there's no world for me where he finishes outside of wide receiver 30 unless he just completely the Quentin Johnston takes over and becomes the guy like i just there's no realm for me that right. Mike Williams finishes at wide receiver 30 or lower um unless there's an injury involved uh Miles Sanders a little bit different RB 20 is a little bit higher so this one's a little bit hotter of a take um, but he's going off the board at ADP of 53 RB 20 for the running back position is essentially wide receiver 30 for the wide receiver position. I would say probably, um, because there are not a lot of running backs. Yeah. Um, but miles Sanders is a value. Um, last year I want to, I actually want to take a look at, um, there were two guys after, after Christian McCaffrey got traded, there were two guys, Don the Foreman, right? Hmm. Uh and who is the other guy?
1: Uh Chuba Hubbard.
0: Chuba Hubbard. Okay. Foreman got most of the, the starts, but so he gets traded back half of the season for Donta Foreman. Three hundred rush attempts, twelve hundred and ninety yards. This is paced out. Paced out to a full seventeen game season. Two hundred and ninety nine rush attempts, twelve hundred and ninety yards, eight touchdowns, didn't have much in the receiving department. Um, I don't know what Chuba did for receiving in that in that time frame. He had a little bit. They were force feeding the ball to Dante Foreman, who isn't good. Miles Sanders comes in; he's much better now. Obviously, Matt Rule's gone, all of that different stuff, and the offensive system's going to be a little bit different under Frank Reich. But in case you don't remember, there was a talented running back that he had named Jonathan Taylor, and uh, and Mac. Yeah, that's true, Mac. Uh, what's his name, Mac? Marlon Mack, Marlon Mack, Marlon Mack, Marlon Mack, <laughs> Marlon Mack. You remember Marlon Mack? I do remember. They gave Marlon him there. 230 carries in a season. So, oh wow, that's a lot. Is, Miles Sanders can get up to with this football team? 200, I think 250 carries. I don't think he's going to get to 300 because I don't think his, I don't think he can handle that kind of workload. Um, but he's also a pass catching running back, so you're also going to see probably like 35 to 40 catches in that in that vicinity, similar to what he did in Philadelphia, but. They do have a decent offensive line. They just got a good quarterback, and uh, rookie quarterbacks typically will dump the ball off a lot. Um, and Bryce Young does like to do that RPO checkdown, you know, very Alabama-like um, short passing game, death by a thousand cuts until you pop them over the top type of offense. So. Uh, and Frank Reich will take advantage of that. So Miles Sanders is going to be this guy that gets a lot of work. He's going to get a lot of run, and that's the reason why they brought him in. So he's going to outperform the way he did, I think, in Philadelphia because they don't have a quarterback that likes to rush the football. He's not going to steal rushing touchdowns at the end of the day. And their backup running back, um, I don't even know who he is. So um, i gotta, I got to pull that up. Shoot is it, oh yeah, it's Juba Hubbard. So there's just nobody there to steal opportunities from Miles Sanders in my mind. And I think Caroline is gonna have a really good season for Miles Sanders. I have him projected right now at 206 fantasy points, which isn't like super high. Um but I have him at 213. Yeah, so but I, I think he's the type of guy that can outperform um, you know, even my projection here and get more touchdowns or, or catch more passes like the efficiency. I don't have uh super high for him in terms of pass catching and rushing, but um, right. if he does reach 250 carries, he's going to be a guy that uh, w- wait, like if you're talking about a player that gets 275 to 300 touches, which I think he could get close to 275 getting drafted at RB 20. Like, is he not, if he gets that much work, there's no way he doesn't outperform the ADP that he is at the 51, right. the RB 20 off the board. So I think he's more in the range of like RB 15 or RB 14, somewhere in that vicinity. So <laughs> you can, you can get a guy for a heck of a lot cheaper um, than you normally would. And if you're in the, if you're into zero, you know, running back drafting um, and you want to get wide receivers in the first couple of rounds and do all that stuff, miles Sanders would be a great pick in the fifth, sixth round to uh, bolster your team. I think he might even be going in the fourth round, but anyway, um, at the running back position, so love Miles Sanders. What's your thoughts, Rick? I, I rambled. I yeah. spent too long. I spent too long. <laughs> I gotta admit. No, no, no. You're good. I. This is your
1: first of all. This is your guy. So yeah, you know. yeah. It's been my um, for years. Unfortunately. Yeah, no, I agree. I think Sanders um, has a really good shot to outperform his ADP. I think everything we've heard so far out of camp mm-hmm. too, and I know you know training camp, whatever. You, you got to take everything uh, with mm-hmm. a grain of salt a little bit, but everything we've heard is that they want to use him as a three down back. Mm. He's going to get uh, a lot of work, probably a workhorse level too. Um, His biggest concern to me isn't even like being uh, on a new team and the efficiency numbers for me, it's health because historically last year was his only healthy season. The the years before that, he actually his rookie season. He was healthy too, but the two years in between he missed um, some time. So, but you can, you can say that about any running back, but with him, it's just with his workload, is he going to be able to stay healthy? Um, we'll see. But I think he's in a great situation where he has a lot of work uh, ahead of him, where I think he could be a borderline workhorse running back, which is rare to get in the fifth or fourth round. Um, yeah. And even though Carolina is not a great team, you know, with, with Bryce Young there, you would hope that they are at least competing. And they're at least competing on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, crappy division. So I do like Miles Sanders. I think he's he's really solid and could be a very solid RB2 for you. And um considering like, and I love Damian Pierce, and you know, you look at guys in his range like Damian Pierce. I don't know if he is better than Miles Sanders or if he's gonna put up more points. Same thing with J.K. Dobbins. I love J.K. Dobbins. What about um, but you know, his injury history as well and what PPR – upside right is kind of low and then the next running back after miles sanders getting picked right now is alexander madison so i would take sanders probably over all of those guys
0: yeah yeah agreed uh number three we have on our list moving on to the next guy aaron jones adp of 41 going off the board at rb 16 so this one a little bit more challenging to get over that threshold but rick tell us why aaron jones is a value right now
1: well (laughs) His is interesting. He's an old man running back, which we usually don't like. The elderly, and he lost Aaron Rodgers, so I think a lot of people are Derrick Henry. By the way, he is younger than Derrick Henry, so I think a lot of people are down on him. But this is a guy who, for five straight seasons, has been a RB one. The lowest he's finished was 2021 as RB ten. Last year he was the RB nine in PPR, and he and the biggest argument I think against Aaron Jones is with Aaron Rodgers gone, we don't know how that offense is going to be. The Packers' offense wasn't that great last year, and Aaron Jones only had seven total touchdowns, receiving plus rushing. So even if he only has that again this year, which I think is probably likely, I don't see him having like a huge touchdown season, he should still be really solid because he gets 200 carries and he's the pass-catching running back. And this is the theme with all these running backs in PPR leagues is pass catching, right? So last year he had 72 targets. The year before that, in only 15 games. He had 65 targets yeah. the Year before that in 14 games, he had 63 targets. So those years paced out, he was going to get like 80. It.
0: What is it? I said I almost took out my microphone. I almost dropped it on the floor. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> sorry. Continue.
1: Um, yeah. So 72 targets last year was actually low for him. Um, and he was still able to get 59 catches, 395 yards and five receiving touchdowns. So is he going to get five receiving touchdowns again? Mm, Probably not, not with Jordan love, but can he get more than two rushing touchdowns? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So I think that's going to even out. Um, he's still going to get the targets and he's still going to get probably around 200 carries. AJ Dillon will also get around 200 carries, but Aaron Jones will get more receiving. And because of that, he'll have better fantasy numbers and he's a guy who where is he like rb15 right now off the board rb16 16. rb16 16, so yeah i think he can absolutely outperform that mm-hmm. um and continue his streak of being a low-end rb1 or at least high-end rb2 um i think i think that's a pretty good value all things considering um and you look at again the running backs going ahead of him there's a lot of question marks with ken walker mm-hmm. a lot of question marks i do like gibbs but he's a he's a rookie so we don't know yeah. i Personally, though, I do like kids, but then Travis Etienne, a lot of question marks with him. Najee Harris, a lot of question marks with him. Brees hall, a lot of question marks with him. So I could easily see a world where Aaron Jones finishes ahead of most of those guys. Um, and I do think he's, he's pretty good value considering where he's going.
0: I think the biggest concern that surrounds Aaron Jones is not really Aaron Jones because he's not, I mean, he is old. He is old. Um, 28 years old, so he's about the same age as Derrick Henry. This is probably his last. This is probably his last hurrah, which is why he's yes. falling down boards. Um, but I think part of the issue is the unpredictability of the Green Bay Packers situation. You know, absolutely. Like, like yeah. Is 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 Jordan Love going to be the guy, or is he going to suck and they're going to have to find you know another running back, another uh, quarterback, I should say, uh, next year and it's like if he ends yeah. up stinking and the Packers end up sucking then there's a real reality like that Aaron Jones doesn't have the most efficient season which is why he's going down. Now last year what we saw from Jordan Love was was good. You know, and I don't think he's this guy that's going to throw 10 20 interceptions and be one of the worst offenses in football. Like I think they'll be mediocre. I think that Jordan Love will be okay. The system that he is in is built for quarterbacks who are similar to Jordan Love that can just make plays. I mean, we saw Brock Purdy have success in that same system in his rookie season. So I think that you'll see the Packers have a little bit more success than, than we anticipate. Um, I don't know what they look like in camp right now. I haven't, I haven't checked out the green Bay Packers stuff yet, but um, I think that's going to be the hurdle. That's going to be the thing that they're going to have to jump over. So if they're mediocre, like they were last year, I think Aaron Jones can finish as the RB 12, 11, somewhere in that range. And I think, this is always the running back that gets i to me gets slept on. Um he he always ends up around 15, you know, 12, 13, 14, 15, gets drafted in that range and a lot of people are like, you know, oh, no, I can't draft him, you know, I don't really want him. I'll take a wide receiver instead or whatever, right? And then uh, he ends up being uh really good in fantasy football and you regret not taking him and it's that PPR upside and and all that good stuff. So Um, And to me, I think it's less about where he's getting drafted in terms of the running back position, like RB 16 is where he's getting drafted right now. The ADP has him at 41, which means you can get this dude in the third round. And if he produces at a second or first round pace, then you obviously won that. Um, And so like, I, I love Aaron Jones. I think he's a screeching value this year. I think he's really good. Um, and I think that you could see some success there. I don't love the you know old man running backs, but I think there's some positive things there. Um, all right, let's talk about the next dude um, on top five values. And that is number four, Jerry Judy, ADP 55, wide receiver 24. Rick, give us your thoughts on Jerry Judy.
1: Yeah, this one to me is another easy one going on at, Wide receiver fifty-five or pick fifty-five, excuse me. And wide receiver, what was it? Twenty-four. Yeah. This is a guy who finished last year as a wide receiver. Wide receiver twenty-two. So he finished higher last year and That's is in a ADP. probably better situation. And he's going lower. It it doesn't really make a lot of sense to me. Um, was that in points? If you watched game? our, what
0: is it? Was that in points per game or overall? No, that was his total. Oh my word, dude!
1: And he missed. He games. finished. As the wide receiver 22 and he missed two games. And he's getting drafted as the wide receiver twenty. It makes no sense. Wow. He should be going like 15 picks higher at least. Oh, um there's a I could go on a list of guys I would take Jared Judy over, but it's a lot. Anyway.
0: <laughs> he spent twenty minutes just listening guys.
1: Yeah. If you guys watched our last show or listened to our last show, yep. um, which I believe came out already i don't know how you post them but okay so our bold predictions i explained already what jerry judy's situation he's getting sean payton over nathaniel hackett so he's getting the arguably the biggest coaching upgrade of the the offseason um which means russell wilson will probably likely improve which means jerry judy will likely improve he's also getting a situation where he has a lot of targets there still to go around because tim patrick and kj hamler are once again injured guys who were expected Mm -hmm. to come back so he's going to be the clear wide receiver one with plenty of targets to go around an offense that at least has real coaching this year um and he was already 22 last year so it's not like he was awful last year yeah so he's getting all these improvements and he was already wide receiver 22 it's a smash to me he's a fantastic value
0: yeah yeah and i think you know obviously there was there's a lot of improvements that have been made in Denver, like Rick outlined. And we talked a little bit more in detail on Jerry Judy in the last show. So I won't beat a dead horse, but, um, you know, he's, he's a type of player that like, this is it for him. He's 28. I mean, he's 24 years old. So like, if he doesn't have success now, like he is going to be relegated to being one of those mid wide receivers. And, I don't. I think he's way more talented than that. I think he's a way better route runner than that, and I think that he is a fantastic player. And I think he's suffered from his team being bad. Um, Sean Payton, in his years, in his many years as the New Orleans Saints offensive coordinator—oh, wow, offensive coordinator, uh, head coach—I should head say. Coach he had a lot of really good number one wide receivers. And this guy mm-hmm. right now, Jerry Judy is his number one wide receiver. He went to bat for Jerry Judy to make sure they didn't trade him this offseason. And they made sure they kept him on the football team. And he is going to be, I hate this sounds very radical, but he is going to be there. Michael Thomas. Um, yeah. and if he performs anything like Michael Thomas did in terms of target share and in terms of production, you're going to have a, very like this is one of those like i we we've done the breakout thing with with Jerry Judy before but i think this is one guy on this list that could jump into that top 12 conversation um yes. where he's getting like he can outperform his spot by 12 14 spots and be a guy that changes the fortunes of your fantasy team who comes out week 1 gets 10 targets 8 catches 120 yards in a tutty, and all of a sudden you're like oh, here we go
1: <laughs> oh.
0: Here we go. We're going to win some games this year. So yeah. like, I think Jerry Judy has that upside. He is their number one wide receiver. Like Rick said, there's a couple of guys that, um, you know, are missing time here and uh, or, or getting completely cut. Um, And, you know, obviously they have Marvin Mims coming up behind those guys, but a lot of interesting stuff for the Denver Broncos. But I think Jerry Judy is a, is a, is a, I'm as, I'm not going to say the word screeching again. Cause that's why I keep see, keep saying, but he is a super value um he is a Walmart stamp of approval value right now. Yes, 100%. So, um let's talk about our last guy and wrap up the show. Um is David Njoku ADP 91 going off the board at tight end 10, and I'm going to start off by bringing up my uh my Cleveland Browns projections. Now, Deshaun Watson is he was awful last year. I mean, when I was looking at his numbers from last season, he was just, yeah, they, good. they were not good. They were not good. So my projections for him are, are much better, more efficient. Hopefully those things closer are, to what he was yeah,
1: in Houston.
0: Yeah. Close. I don't think he'll get back to Houston level, um, but okay. I think that uh, he can still be a really, really good NFL quarterback. Um, but I was projecting out David and Njoku gave him 90 targets. He ended up with 164 fantasy points. Um, and so, like, that is, that is in the range, uh, if you're looking at the tight end position of... Pretty um, solid. Yeah, it's decent. And it's right around the range of, like, top six or seven at the tight end position. But if you look at him in years past, last year he had 10 points per game, which was top six. And right. um, he is clearly... A fantastic, fantastic tight end, really talented tight end that just hasn't had a quarterback to get him the ball and hasn't really had the opportunity. And so I think, yeah. you know, for me, like I, uh, for projections, I kind of try to play the, the middle of the road area. And I do feel like, like I have, I have Elijah Moore at hundred targets here. And I think there's a chance that you could have David and Joku take some of those targets or take some targets from Donaldson's Peoples Jones and get up to 110 to 120 targets, which would then uh, like catapult him to top five at the tight end position. Um, when you talk about the tight end position, just gen- when you talk about the tight end position, there's generally only like five to six, seven tight ends that end up being really good in fantasy football and then the rest are like just mid. So if you're talking about a guy getting drafted as a tight end 10 with, that has the potential of being a top five tight end in fantasy football, that's a guy that you can play on a week to week basis. So for me, I look at in David and jo- David and Joku as one of those guys that you can draft in the 10th, ninth, eighth round and then start on a week to week basis and hope the wheels don't fall off because he was really good last year when he was given the opportunity. So, um, I think David and is going to outperform that ADP of 91 and outperform that tight end slot of 10, um, and jump up much higher than that. I think he's a very good value. And, um, you know, when you're talking about a year where there's not a whole ton of tight ends late that you can jump into and grab, um, David joke is one of those guys.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I think, uh, I think at his price too and his range, um, he's a pretty, pretty good value. I think he is going in that same range as uh Evan Ingram, mm-hmm. um, as a Pat with as a Dalton Schultz. And uh to me, you can make the argument he has at least the most upside yeah. of those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and might end up being the best pick of those guys, yet he might end up being the third or fourth guy on that on that list. And his tight end 10. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if, similar to quarterbacks, I like the top tight ends um, a lot. But, you know, if you, if you miss out on some of those top tight ends, um, I do like Njoku a lot. And I think he's probably going to be a, one of my top options this year in drafts.
0: Okay. Sounds good. Had to get a tight end on there, you know, make it a little of more course. boring. Uh, we tried a quarterback. There was nothing available. Um, But Mike Williams, Miles Sanders, Aaron Jones, Jerry, Judy, David, and Joku, all of those top five value picks. There's also some other guys that we have on this list. Maybe we'll talk about them at some other point. Next show is going to be a mock draft, and then we'll send you off for the weekend. We'll see you later, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at TheFFChamps.